0: Hey everybody, Mark here and thanks so much for joining us for this special episode of the Menlo Midweek Podcast. We have two guests on, Orlando Cardona Jr. and Josh Fox as we are deep diving into the behind the scenes of our new song titled, New Thing, available now wherever you get music so this is a really fun episode because not only do we get to hear about how the song was formed and made but also their hopes for it going forward as it is an anthemic part of being a christian in the bay area and believing that god has more for us here and now so let's go ahead and jump into the episode well welcome everybody to the menlo midweek podcast my name is mark and we have two guests today i'm so excited we have junior orlando cordona jr that's right got it right and josh fox what's up hey man (laughs) dude awesome to be here with you guys so both of you have been on before yeah which is rad um for those that might have missed that um junior why don't you introduce yourself tell us what you do here josh same thing
1: so junior what
0: campus are you at what do you do there? yeah
1: i'm a worship leader at our san mateo campus i've been there about four years yeah it's been a blast i love it awesome
2: it's awesome and i am the creative director So, I get to work with all of our awesome worship leaders, which we have amazing ones. Cool. As well as some of our great creative people, Mm -hmm. including you. Mm -hmm. And we have some other amazing people on the creative team. We have um, our production director, our communication director. Yeah, we have an amazing project manager. Anyway, just some great people that yes. we get to serve with. So. All things creative. Yeah, yeah all yeah. things creative. Fun. It's a fun I get team. to continue to lead worship. I've led worship yeah. for like 30 years. And so, okay. I get to keep <laughs> jumping in there. <laughs> yeah, But I am kind of, you know, needing to just have a bigger picture on our weekend services, the creative elements from our church, and um, have a bit broader view of things, which is cool. Definitely. Yeah. And we're
0: centering this conversation about around a super exciting thing that we did. A new thing, if you yeah. will. That's right. That we've done as a church for the Bay, and that is um, write, record, and release Mm. a song that y'all helped write and record and release. So, I'm super (laughs) excited about that. Um, What a fun time we get to just kind of dive into more of that process. But before we get there, I just want to know, how has worship been Mm. a guiding factor in your lives? How did Mm. you both become worship leaders or songwriters, worship leaders? I mean, there's so many different parts of the church, right? We think about church staff, we think about Phil being the communicator or me being online, but like so much of what we're doing too when we're crafting a weekend is, yes, there's parts of that, but this team that we have now, our creative team and our worship team, we kind of are thinking about all the different parts, how they move, how they intersect with each other. So Junior, tell us a little bit about how you got started in worship, how that got you into ministry and what that was like for you.
1: Yeah, uh I just started last week. It's really great. <laughs> it's your first day, man. <laughs> Dude, my first day. We wrote a song. Yeah. It's gotten so good so fast, uh, man. No, it's like the opposite case. I grew up okay. in a family of worship leaders and musicians, mm-hmm. and my uncles and aunts and my sisters. My dad's a phenomenal singer, so I grew up in a family full of music, and okay. I loved it. I, at the age of five, I picked up drumsticks and just fell in love and wow. became obsessed and. Um, yeah, my dad put me in piano lessons when I was 10. Hated it. I thought <laughs> I thought not cool people played piano. Um, but yeah, just at 17, I had started learning to play a little bit of guitar and okay. some, I, you know, I grew up in a church here in Redwood City and our worship leader says, hey, my visa is expiring, I have to leave in four weeks. And he's like, so you're going to be the new worship leader? And I had never sang in public before. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, this is how we do it, dude. It's okay. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I totally freaked out. I was 17 okay. when I started leading and yeah. um, I was pretty bad at it, but I loved it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I've, I've always just loved music and playing multiple instruments. Yeah. And I had a season there where like, I kind of put that stuff down. I, I've shared this testimony before and realized... That I kind of found my identity in like the musician, the worship leader hmm. and mm-hmm. realized that wasn't how God defined me and realized that, you know, God wasn't after my music or my, my gifts or stuff. Mm-hmm. He was after my heart. And that took about two to three years for me to figure that out. Sure. And it just made complete U-turn where it was just such a personal experience to me to be able to lead worship. if. My, my people at San Mateo know, I don't really, I'm very personal when I lead. I interact with our congregation and I'm not as formal, maybe as some other worship leaders, sure. just because for me, it's it's such an intimate and personal thing that I do wow. with God and uh, that I offer God, that I invite people into that. And yeah, about four years ago, I came to Menlo to work full-time in ministry and yeah. there's been some ups and downs, but to be honest, I've loved it so much. I've learned so much. Yeah. yeah so. I love that. Mm, As
0: a a tender of San Mateo, sometimes when I get to pop over there, I've noticed that about you and how you lead um, that congregation. It feels like a small family church experience that we have together in a big room. Yeah. Mm. And that's a lot of your leadership style and how you're playing and how you're inviting people to make worship
2: together, but also personal in that space. Yeah. So
0: that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Josh, what about for you?
2: Yeah, man. I grew up in a home where my mom was actually a, um, she's a worship leader herself. Okay. She has a 12-string Takamine guitar, and she would yeah. strum this thing late at night. I remember my brothers and I, I, have four brothers, we'd be drifting off to sleep, and we could hear my mom singing in the living room. Whoa. She'd just be having a time of worship just with, by herself and singing to God and, and writing these songs from her heart. Yeah. And so, like, we grew up, with songs almost like permeating throughout our mm-hmm. home. It's like a greenhouse of of music and worship. So, I feel like it kind of, I, we just grew up in that. It was really wild. And I, I look back and I'm really grateful for that. And then it wasn't until high school, actually, that I got into music. Hmm. So, I went through a bad breakup. Oof. And, oh, I know, Aww. terrible. And then a good friend of mine was like, hey, man, I heard you sing. And he's like, I play the guitar. What if we like yeah. did some cover songs and like... Played some music together. I'm We're like, gonna get her huh. back.
1: Do it, dude. <laughs> dude,
2: Well, one of the one of the motivations, to be honest, he's like, dude, we could serenade some some cute of girls. Course, this yeah. would, this would, and and so we did, <laughs> and it worked. Do it, bro. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I got into music, but it was really cool because. You know, I didn't grow up in a family where we talked really deeply about mm. difficult things. It it stayed kind of surfacey. I love my family, but that was just one of the aspects of it. And so with music and writing songs, I feel like it like unlocked the sort of depths or emotions of my heart and I was able to sing about things that I, you know, wouldn't normally feel comfortable talking about with people. And so it allowed me to be vulnerable. And it was a really neat feeling. I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm able to share some of the things I'm feeling inside. It allowed me to kind of tap into what was happening inside me and get it out. And so, to be able to express that, it was such an exhilarating feeling. It's like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It was almost like therapeutic in a way. And so, that was one of the things that I think got me hooked on mm-hmm. songwriting besides, you know, Serenading Cute Girls, that was fun too. Um, but uh, but just tapping into the, you know, what was happening inside my heart and getting to sing it out uh, was really cool. And then that, when I kind of merged that with ministry, God kind of put it on my heart to like mm-hmm. work with some high school students in San Diego. And they're like, hey, we need a worship leader. And I was like, well, I don't sing and play the guitar at the same time. At, at the time, I couldn't. And he's like, ah, so that's okay. You know, you can work with the students and they'll help you. And so, it was a Pretty, you know, pretty much a train wreck every Sunday those first few Sundays. But this group of kids were super gracious, and over time we just kind of built rapport and built a band, and yeah. and getting to lead worship kind of learned how to lead worship as a volunteer in San Diego. So that awesome. was kind of how I got started. So fun, yeah,
0: yeah, wow.
2: And now not only
0: do you get to uh, lead worship at our Menlo Park location or you kind of rotate around but you also get yeah. to help coach and our our teams, our volunteers, our worship leaders as well. So, yeah, that's gotta be a trip we going from- We have some yeah.
2: amazing volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Like we have some of the best Fantastic. musicians yeah. and production teams and camera operators and just everything we do. They're really the heroes of, mm-hmm. of yeah. the story. They're the ones who are serving each week and pouring their hearts out and really helping people encounter God on the weekend. And yeah. so, and then our worship leaders Hate to say it, but I think we've got the best worship leaders in the Bay Area. So I'm a little biased, but um, it's really just a fun group to work with. Yeah. Awesome. And so it's yeah, it's it's a joy. Yeah. And one of the one of the cool things I've
0: noticed about Menlo and Josh with your leadership as well is this collaboration aspect, where it's not only our worship leaders and our worship teams, but uh, if I understand correctly, this song came from a songwriting retreat or something yeah. like that with other leaders in the bay area and that's one of the like that was kind of the genesis of this experience so i'd love to talk about that hmm. um was it a weekend thing that y'all got to go off together
1: like paint the picture for me so i feel like i'm there yeah totally yeah it was it was a lot of fun i <laughs> okay. can start because then i'll probably miss details and josh can do, okay yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah it was uh you know, Josh had told us a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll I'll give a way back story. When Josh's first week, <laughs> him and I sat together and he talked and he was like, "Dude, like I'm excited to be here and work with you. We're going to write songs and I think that's my my dream for this church." And then we came to a screeching halt <laughs> when Josh realized that we were yeah. in a different season as a church and so sure. I think mm-hmm. we've dreamed about where we are right now yeah. for a few years now. Yeah. And so Take it back to last year, Josh, Early earlier in the year, it was like, hey, I've been speaking with some other worship pastors around the Bay Area, and we want to do a retreat where we get some of our worship leaders, and we just, we write, we write, and it's Songs for the Bay is what it's called, and we write songs for the Bay and for our cool. churches, and you know, a lot of us here feel called to be in the Bay Area to yeah. to serve, and so, It was on a Monday and Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. Monday and Tuesday up in Santa Cruz. And yeah, we went and just different worship leaders. We brought in a a songwriter who, Ethan Holes, he's fantastic. He's written a lot of the songs that we sing here at church. Um, And he kind of just spoke over. He kind of gave us a few tips of how he does. And then we kind of got split up into groups. And uh, it was a fun, it was was a lot. Like it's a lot to write. I like to write in a long period of time, and I like to work on computers and creating tracks for it. But this one was a try to hash out a song in, in an hour or in an, or two cool. hours, and is I kind of like that pressure to know you have to finish at the end. And so, in in the final session of songwriting, I got teamed up with Josh and Ethan and a worship leader out here in San Francisco, Seth Condry, and we wrote this song called Trustworthy. And I actually think it's a great song too. Uh, we we had a great time running it. I remember walking into the room and they had already started. And I was like, I'm like three minutes early and these guys are like rolling with this song already. And uh, I was like, all right. And then Josh looked up and he's like, just jump in, dude. I'm like, Jumping in where you guys are going like a million miles an hour and we, we finished that song and we were kind of wrapping up and to be honest the only thing i had in my mind was going to get a cup of coffee because it was just a long sure. day and i even like said it to the guys hey i have my truck we want to go get coffee and and josh and ethan were like yeah let's go get a good cup of coffee and then seth uh he he kind of like said, hey before we leave we only had about 45 minutes left in the session. He's like, I think think God still has something in his room. And he brought out his journal, and and Josh can share more about what he had in his journal. And then he's like, I think there's a song in here that we need to write for the Bay Area. And then the craziest hour of my life proceeded uh, up to that date because I had oh, so crazy last,
0: it? yeah, last few weeks is, <laughs> tops it. But uh, for those that don't uh, know, Junior's now a dad
2: of triplets. So <laughs> that's right. That triplets. could be a tone its own yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three new a things featuring <laughs> Junior. Three new things. Yeah. Right on time. Yeah. And Abigail.
1: Yeah. And so we wrote this song and I don't know when we finished it, I think we all sensed in the room, we're like, whoa. whoa Something kind of just happened with mm. this song, and okay. it kind of felt like God had planted that song right there. He's like, mm. "Hey, these are this is the song for the bay." And oh. um, yeah, I, Josh and I didn't really talk about much about producing the song after that. We kind of just left, okay. and we loved it, and then. When I brought it to Josh a few weeks, I'm like, "Hey, dude, I think we need to record that song as a church." He was already he already had it in the works. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Ah, great, yeah." I don't know <laughs> if I miss any details. That's Bob. great. Dude. Yeah. You did great.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, when I did first come to Menlo, I was like, "Man, we could create a song culture here," and I think. As Junior sh- said, I, I became aware, like, maybe now's not the yeah. time. Like, there was yeah, so yeah. much going on. Shocker that the, uh-huh. the songwriter that we hired from Nashville <laughs> wanted yeah. to write songs
1: at yeah. Benlow. <laughs> I was like, oh, little buddy doesn't know what he walked into. <laughs>
2: it's good, dude. Oh, I've learned so much in these last few years. It's not been easy, but it's been really good. Yeah. And, and one of those things was learning to just sort of surrender. Like, okay. Hmm this is what I want to do, and it's like, eh, it might not be the right timing, or God might have some other things that He wants you to grow in or focus on. That was the case for me. And God really used, our new lead pastor, Phil Eubank, was kind of helping me see the bigger picture, you know, what our priorities are Mm -hmm. for our church, and and that hopefully one day, you know, we could weave in some of these things that we could get to do. And so, that really was the timing of this song retreat was, you know, was last uh, April. And, you know, being in Nashville, there's such a beautiful community collaborative community where people are just che- like cheering each other on mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like you can't go to a coffee shop without running into like three or four songwriters and and just kind of getting inspired by yeah. by you know the friendships there and everybody's so um, it's just a beautiful culture and so i always thought well shoot if you know god doesn't have me living in nashville he's got me living in the bay area for a good reason mm-hmm. a missional reason but what if we you know, created some, could we create some kind of culture like that here yeah. with Menlo and also with some of the churches in the Bay? Because yeah. it's really cool. challenging to be a person of faith in the Bay Area, <laughs> especially following Jesus. It's like yeah. there's a lot of suspicion, mm-hmm. skepticism, animosity even, and so... It was really helpful. I think it's been really helpful for all of our churches, our worship leaders, to gather together like this. There's only like 20 of us, but like we made some really deep friendships out of that yeah. and people that we can t- continue to encourage as we are called here in the Bay Area to share Jesus with people. So, yeah. that was like one of the coolest things about that little two-day thing was just the friendships that grew out of that. Sure. And then the songs that came out of that were oh. actually really good. We're like, yeah. you know, even the pro writer we brought, he was like, dude. These songs are really good, yeah, and yeah. he's writing with you know yeah. elevation and Map City yeah. and all the people, and we're like, I know it's like it feels really special. It's like, yeah. oh, well, this is really neat what God's yeah. doing just right here in the little Bay Area, you know. Yeah. And so, anyway, and yeah, the, the writing that song was was really quite a quite an experience. Yeah, um,
0: what was that like? What was that? I mean, you said it was a magical forty-five minutes. Yeah, what did that
2: feel like for you? Yeah, it felt like something. Out of Seth's heart, he was like, I I opened up his journal, he's like, I feel like God is just speaking to me this morning about wanting to do something new in the Bay Area. Because Bay Area, as our listeners know, if if they're from the Bay Area, it's like, this is a challenging place to be a believer. And he's like, you know, when you hear about revivals, you're like, oh, wow, and then all these people came to Jesus. It's happened mm -hmm. through human history. But when you think about the Bay Area, you're like, could that, at least for me, could that really happen here? Like, it just seems so far-fetched and... It just seems, and, and that's why people, I think, leave the Bay Area. This like this is difficult, and they'll go to different places, and that's okay too to go to Idaho or Texas or Tennessee. And when you're there, like when I'm in Tennessee, I'm like, I feel like I'm living at Hume Lake Christian Camp. Like mm. the person at the grocery store is offering to pray for me, and I'm like, yeah. this is not no, this is not <laughs> yeah. the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. um, and so Seth, who's from Atlanta, Georgia, he was at North Point, and you know now he's in San Francisco, and he's like, this is tough to to, to do ministry here. And yet, right in the middle of those feelings, he sensed God saying, I'm gonna do a new thing and I'm doing it even now. Yeah. And sometimes I think with songs, it sounds kind of weird, I don't know if it might confuse people or, but you almost prophesy what's not happened yet mm. and sometimes those songs can be the most powerful. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, God, you're doing a new thing right here, right now, I can see it, is our chorus. And sometimes, even when you don't feel it, you declare something that's true, and then your emotions can catch up with the facts. And so, I don't know, it, 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 sometimes it takes a long time, sometimes it, I'm not saying like it's a little, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm not saying it's like this little trick that you can do to manipulate in anything, you can't, mm-hmm. but sometimes when you just declare something's true in the midst of your circumstance, um, it's amazing how it can affect your heart and bring, truly bring hope to your heart. So, that's what he brought. He's like, this is what God's speaking to me in my journal. I'm doing a new thing. I'm waking people up. I'm bringing them alive to my love. And we're like, whoa! (laughs) And like immediately, Ethan grabs at the piano and he's like, you know, he starts playing this riff and we're just like, what's happening? And all of a sudden, I don't know even who shouts it out, but you're doing a new thing. We're like, and we just start singing that, yeah. and it's like, what's going on? And we started to sing it in a way, almost like praying it and mm. like prophesying it.
1: I have the little clip of when we're, we're singing uh, it. Do, Do you like, really? Let me see if I have it, actually. Okay. Yeah, it, spoke was, early.
2: it was wild. Um, yeah, and April I think 25th. that's how things happen like that. It's Songwriting is like part craft and skill, and then it's part totally mysterious, how did that happen? Like, things almost sort of, like, drop in from the atmosphere. Um, That sounds weird, too. Uh, (laughs) But I believe, you know, we believe, as followers of Jesus, that God, you know, brings you that song. That song was actually there before we even got in the room, and then uh, God just sort of showed us it, and revealed it to us, and we're like, there it is, and we started to sing it. So, it it was, that's how it feels. Like, you, I watched the Tom Petty documentary, and he talks about songs coming from, you know, the atmosphere, or whatever, yeah. and it's like, oh, weird. Like that's you know, like he doesn't maybe know where the songs come. I'm not saying every song comes from God, but mm-hmm. um, but the process, part of the process, is like that, where it mm-hmm. feels very almost mystical in a way, mm-hmm. um, and
1: it's very fun. So. Yeah, especially that moment with that song. When we write songs, we like to kind of readdress the songs in a few weeks and take time. And normally, a song takes minimum a few weeks if not a month and that one even when we wrapped it that day we, we sang it in the piano we were like oh that's it like that song, it was like well it was that 45 minute to an hour window where we felt like god dropped that song on our lap it was like kind of just brewing and when it came out and when we finished none of us really talked about working on lyrics again we kind of just felt like oh that's exactly okay. what god wanted to say and yeah it's cool i will wow. say ethan holz <laughs> Is yeah. a
2: master at this. Okay, and yeah. so a lot. I'll just be honest. A lot of it was like, I mean, we
1: were writing the song together, mm-hmm. but some of it, we're just watching him do his thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. He goes, but then he. I remember one of the one of the clips. He's like, I like mumbled something. I'm like, ah. he's like, no, 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 no mumbling. Say it out. Say mm-hmm. it out. We gotta. Get, he's like, you just have to throw things out. And it was that cool. kind of a moment where it was like even to an extent it felt hectic josh was we sure. were talking afterwards he's like i do not know what was happening i was like i was like trying to like catch up and but that's how i was you, you were you were yeah and then wow. we all kind of settled on the lyrics like when we wrapped it and it was literally less than an hour it was nuts songs don't always happen that way no I think yeah, it's, I, it's more i want to ask like
0: in your experiences before maybe you've had some similar but like what was it what is normally writing a pro like a song like like what's that process like how long does it take i no. mean for those that are listening probably the majority of people that will be listening to this are like i've never even tried to write a song so yeah. like how, like less, not not necessarily like how do you do it but like what's your typical process like and was that similar or is that different than this experience that
2: you had that's great up there? yeah yeah I, I can go and then you can go yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's. Di- I mean, it's different for everybody, right? Okay. The creative process, um, but I think there's some similarities, maybe with different. You know, if our listeners are different types of artists, or, mm-hmm. um, but I think it does start with something that moves you emotionally. At least for for me, and for a lot of writers, I write sure. with, it's something that uh, that moves you emotionally, that touches your heart, that you're like, whoa, I, I got to sing that, or I got to say mm-hmm. that, or even I've just got to sing out th- a melody. As I feel that thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and so I think it starts with uh, with an emotion. Starts with connecting to an emotion, and then I think um, it sort of evolves from from there. Um, typically, like my favorite part of a songwriting session, especially if I'm writing with other people, is just that initial 45 minutes of just like what's going on in your life, man? Like, what's mm, happened to you yeah. this week? You know, mm-hmm. if I was writing a song with you three today, I mean, Junior would be talking about his experience having triplets, <laughs> and he would be talking about just, you know, maybe how vulnerable he feels as a, mm. as a dad, mm-hmm. and now these mm-hmm. three humans, and, yeah. and we might talk about, like, the Father's heart, like, that might connect to, like, how God feels with us, and... You know, that probably would then resonate with one of us about something, and then we could start writing out of yeah. that. The more vulnerable mm-hmm. you can be in a co-write, or even just as you're writing on your own, mm-hmm. the more powerful the emotion is, sure. and therefore the more it'll connect with a listener. Because listeners, when you hear a great song, yeah. you know, you, you le- you're leaning in because there's a hook and there's it's pop, but yeah. but you're le- you're leaning in and it's sticking around long term. When it connects with you emotionally, mm-hmm. and when it's saying something vulnerable, that every human being would be like, "Oh my gosh, I, you know, like, I, I, I can relate to that feeling." Okay. Yeah. Um, and so my favorite part of a co write is that, that moment of just talking and being vulnerable, sharing life and then coming you know having something come out of that. But it is fairly interesting. like I't know I can't put my finger on it when you come up with a melody or when you come up with a line and you sing it out. Like I was in uh, one session where we had just worked so hard working on a song, and it was like blood, sweat, and tears. Difficult for like three hours straight, mm. and I was like, "I'm so tired." And then we're putting our stuff away, and I'm I'm exhausted. And and um and we're just I was just talking with my friend Benji, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know how even how we got on this topic," but I was like, "Yeah, one of my mentors says that like if he wasn't you know if he hadn't met Jesus, he'd either be in prison or he'd be dead." And uh, Benji looks at me, he's like, "Man, that song's like it sounds like a song." <laughs> And it was like, it does kind of sound like a song. And we grabbed our guitars and it was like, and all of a sudden we started writing the song, if not for Jesus, you know, I'd be a prisoner. If not for Jesus, you know, -hmm. know, I'd still be in my sin, if not for Jesus. And it was like, whoa, this song came out of just this one little sentence Mm -hmm. that sparked something in him that then led to this little like flash of creativity. Mm -hmm. It was like bursty in a way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, that was another example of a song that got written really quickly. After a difficult moment. But mm. I'd say most, so, there's that interesting part where it's like, you can't put your finger on it. Like yep. just sort of happens, but you got to be vulnerable. Yep. And even to the point where you got to sing stuff out, you might sound like gibberish as you sing, but even out of the gibberish, there might be a line where like, oh, that kind of sounds like yeah. you said this. Or maybe yeah. it's just a melody that you're like, oh, that's a melody that's really resonating with me. Okay. Um, and then a, a line might come out later. So, there's that part, and then there's the crafting part mm. where it's like, you know, you might have that moment of inspiration, but there might be like two or three ideas in your in your oh, initial thought yeah. You're like, man, he's, we got to get this to well. one idea. What's mm. the one thing this song is saying? Yeah. It's got to say one thing. So that's a big fight for. And then the other thing is just like, all right, is this thing we're trying to write for the church. So like, is this thing easy to sing? Yeah. Or is it so difficult you can't even follow the melody? Wow. Yeah. So as we're writing for the church, we're like I always think, can my dad sing it? Like, my, my mom's an amazing singer and everything. My dad, I love my dad. He's amazing. He can't really stay on pitch very well. <laughs> so, like, when I think of a song, I'm like, that's one of the rules I have in my, the back of my mind. I'm like, can dad sing this? <laughs> and if he can, then I'm like, okay, cool. Dad yeah. can sing it. That means probably the whole church could sing it. Yeah. Like, if he could. If he could. Sorry to throw my dad under the bus. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Poor Mr. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, is it singable... And, you know, is the verse and the chorus, you know, do they do they, yeah. do they, they pair well together? Is the music pairing well with the lyric? All that. Um, and I think what's really helpful is when you can think of an individual person at your church. Like when we're singing, as we're singing some of these songs or we're writing some of these songs, I'm often, and I was trained to do this by a couple other mentors, but to think of a person in your church that you're going to be leading worship with.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Like, I, um, you know, I think of our friend Jenny, who Mm -hmm. you did a podcast with, Mm -hmm. and she'd recently lost her husband, and I think of this song, New Thing, that we wrote, and I'm like, what could this do for her heart Mm. as she's singing it? Like, I mean, in her life, like, so much has been lost, and now she's gonna sing this song that says, Lord, you're doing a new thing right here, right now, I can see it, and there's more, and I believe it. And so, when I'm even leading the song or thinking of the song, I'm like, how could this help Jenny you know, bring her yeah. hope in the light of her wow. difficult circumstance. So, I think when we're writing, it's really, when you can put a, uh, Ethan said it this way, when you can, when a song has a face, yeah, when a song has a face, all of a sudden, that song's probably going to mean a lot more than it than it did if it was just a song. Wow. But when a song has a face, now you're singing it for a very individual person, and now, Man, now you're really trying to serve that person mm-hmm. and and if it's going to meet that person's need, chances are it will meet a lot of other people's needs yeah. as well yeah. so anyway, I kind of went into a little bit of songwriting process, but also like kind of the goal of the song sure. or the yeah. goal of any song we write for the church yeah. so anyway what's your what's it like for you, dude? I know you got more much i don't know you he's lost way me there for a bigger while. <laughs> <of> the, he's <laughs> i'm more of a he's way more of a musician than I am so. I, yeah
1: i'm more like i like I like to songwrite and have like my tools with me, okay. a guitar or a piano, and create a track. So yeah, it's um, it t- normally it takes a lot longer. Okay. I would say, even songs that we've written here, like Dust and Divine, took a few months, mm. more more than enough. Which is a song we wrote with Worst Leaders who yep. we used to be on staff for. It's a song that our church has loved well. It that one took, and that one was. You know, they're all th- th- to show examples of how songs are different. Seth, who used to be worship leader, uh, Seth Fowler, he had the majority of that song written, and he was like, "Hey, I, we brought it to the team." And he's like, "I think this is a song for our church," and then we kind of just helped pick a little bit at it and help create uh like the final product. But yeah, that took months and months of time mm. of just sitting around a piano and a guitar and. Which is why I've never been a part of a song like new thing that kind of went that fast. I've been sure. part of songs that go maybe in a day, but you spent a bunch of hours working on it, but something that fast um, yeah it felt pretty pretty special yeah, yeah. I tr- I hope
2: if you know the, the best writers can get a song done in like three to five hours um, okay. you know start to finish that's not to say they're always that way like oftentimes like you might you might write that song and then That might be your draft one, Mm -hmm. and then you just embrace multiple drafts, right? So, then it's like, hey, draft two might be, you know, so it could be a process of a month, and you're just sort of going back and forth. Because every word, every phrase has to like, has to win, has to fit, has Mm -hmm. to, you can't have any throwaway words in a song. I mean, you only have so many words, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you've got to really be intentional about every word, every phrase. And so, that's where the, I think it's really fun. To me, it kind of feels like a puzzle. You're putting a puzzle together and you have the box top of the puzzle, which is like, this is the one thing you're trying to say in the song. And then you're like trying to fit all that. You get the corners, you know, you get your chorus, that's the corners, you get your edges, you know, your structure of the song and you just start filling in. It's also
1: really cool to see, at least when we write us, like the worship leaders here to see everyone's strengths. Like Mm. we write with Allison and Sam and Ethan and what everyone kind of chimes in, like, and we, we lean towards a person when we're needing to lean on, but mm-hmm. like we're having a hard time with a certain part of a song and a certain thing. And I think that's the beauty of co-writing. And especially yeah. us as worship leaders, we're starting to get a, I wouldn't say, a, maybe a cadence of how we like to write with each other. And it's great to see what everyone's strength is. Not to say we're always going to lean on that strength or another. We can all mm-hmm. try to flex all of our muscles. But yeah, it's pretty cool when we, cool. Do, when we do write. Yeah.
0: It sounds Super like fun. it's a very, like, you, you above anything else, you have to be attentive to what God wants to do with you in that mm-hmm. moment, whether that's instrumentation, whether that's vocals or that's metal, whatever that is, and then... Like you have to be attentive to the message that God's sending, Mm -hmm. somehow distill that into something that makes sense for you to be able to communicate with the people you're co-writing with, whether that's journaling or singing out. Mm -hmm. And then from there, still be open enough to trust those around you to speak into that process. And then get that to a place where you're like, whoa, I think we did it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of trust that's oh, involved. Man, it feels oh, like a very like vulnerable oh, process. It's yeah, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So, songs feel like your kids. Yeah. And when you show, all three when of them, you, junior. When you, show, when, you, yeah, <laughs> when you show your song the first time to somebody, it's scary. Because okay. you're yeah. like, do you think my kid's ugly? Or do you think oh, my, you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's, it's
1: <laughs> okay. When you get feedback, I'm like, what did you say about my song? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So then you have this child now for, for, and now you're like okay i think this is worth pursuing mm-hmm. and releasing this to everyone so how did we go from you guys in a room um mm-hmm. it's now either on a phone or some kind of roughly tracked or and you said like the song was pretty much there and then it had to go sent off to get like what's that process like from taking it from a rough draft to, to a now yeah it's ready to be listened to on spotify yeah. this weekend um, yep yep yep
1: yeah yeah, very quickly after that session, Ethan and I connected on, we, and we try to do this anytime we write, and just making a demo of, okay. and not just a, a guitar and a voice, but a demo of what it could sound like in a church. So, oh, cool. putting a little bit of drums in there, nothing like crazy crafted out, okay. but something that works. And so, we we demoed both these songs, Trustworthy and New Thing, mm-hmm. um, for about a few weeks after that, which is my favorite part of, of songwriting, where I get to you just kind of create more and, more, and yeah. Yeah, I, it wasn't until a few months later, Josh says, what do we feel about recording New Thing for Menlo? Okay. And it was great because like our other worship leaders, they weren't necessarily a part of that session, hmm. but they felt it. So, when Josh brought up, like, how do you guys feel about New Thing? They were like, yeah, that's the song for our church right now. And so, yeah, I can. we then reached out to Ethan and he kind of took the steering wheel there. Um, we were supposed to go to Nashville with Josh, but- uh, To record? to record vocals oh, really? and stuff like wow. that, okay. uh, which was going to be, we were so looking forward to it. But then, yeah, with my wife being pregnant with triplets, mm-hmm. maybe I couldn't get away for, for the pregnancy got a little bit complicated towards the end. Sure. So Josh was like, hey, I just think it's wise if we stay put. Technology is amazing. We were able to remote our session here. Uh, and Ethan was remote, listening to everything. It was a bit surreal. It was a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, that's I'm great. Yeah. There, yeah. Part of it is
2: also like, Trying it out in live context. So, oh, yeah, after yeah. we wrote it, we got to try it out at that retreat with like, you know, the 20 folks or, or whatever that were oh, yeah. there. Okay, So, you're getting to kind of see how it would work in a, in, a, in a live setting. Yeah, And that was fun. It was like people that we knew and trusted. So, it's easier to like, you know, pull out that, you know, song and be vulnerable to share it. And it was, we definitely felt like, whoa, there's something happening yeah. with this song. Like People were singing it pretty cl- pretty quickly in the group there. And, you know, there's a lot of affirmation afterwards, like, whoa, thank you for that song, blah, blah, blah. That I yeah. can see that helpful, being helpful. Cool. And then, so, we did try it at an all-staff meeting. We're like, let's try oh, it at oh, all-staff. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, that. you know, not every song is going to work the same at every church. Yeah. Like, mm. some song might be a great song. Yeah. And it might be like, whatever. It might even like be on the radio and stuff, but it doesn't necessarily like, I don't know, a, a, it's not mm-hmm. the right song for this certain community.
0: Sure.
2: So, like, I, like we think it will be, but we got to try it. So, we tried it at the All Staff. And, yeah, it was really, a, it was a powerful moment at the All Staff, like, yeah. having, hearing our staff sing it. And I was like, whoa, this does seem like, this does seem like where our church is at. Like, yeah. we're really asking that God would do something new. Yeah. And so, that felt good. I was like, okay. You know, I had some, some conversation with Phil, our, our senior pastor, just saying, lead pastor, saying, what do you think about the song? And, yeah, he was really encouraging about it as well. And so, that's when we were like, all right, let's let's worship leaders are on board, and yeah. Ethan Hulse helped. Uh, he produced it, and so cool. he got involved and really helped us think through, you know, who you know how, how it could all be shaped out in that way. So yeah, so yeah, so now we have the master recording, right, which yep. is this sort of the studio version, you could say, and then we decided let's do a live version, and so that. To so me, fun. was that's it's been probably the almost as fun as writing it. Maybe yeah. even more fun, actually, yeah. is getting together with all of our volunteers, all of our creative team, and mu- volunteer musicians as well as our worship leaders, yeah. and then recording that song live with video cameras. You know, we got to like film it and mm-hmm. all that, and and uh, just capture the the essence and the energy of that song being sung with a group of people. Yeah, it was so fun. We just did that last Thursday, and yeah. so. It was a blast. So, yeah, so that was, so that's a little bit of the process.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know if you've led it in person live, Josh, but Junior, you've, you got to walk San Mateo through this. What did that feel like for the first time? Yeah. When, when, you were on Sunday like were you yeah. nervous was it were you excited like what did that feel like and how is that yeah, I feel like that you song? always
1: get nervous so the, okay. with an original song sure. I think you're like what if they don't like it mm-hmm. totally it's my whole life no. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah I, I, I've introduced a few songs that have been a part of writing and so um, like I said earlier I, I take a very personal approach with them so I kind of brought them into like a, a 30 second uh, you know quick history of the song and Kind of brought them in what I thought, what's been on my heart that this song is potentially the anthem of our church in this season that God's doing a new thing and yeah. and they sang it man it was so it was, you were there that Sunday I was there, you yeah. were and then they I was were in the congregation and yeah yeah just hearing people sing it people it sing powerful. it and it, the you know the great thing about this song is the chorus is I think it's super powerful but it's very simple mm. and I think. People were able to, after the first time they heard it, they were like, oh, I can sing this. It's not a song that's crazy high or does anything crazy musically. It's a song that's very simple but carries a message, I think, that it needs to carry. And, yeah, I mean, our, we've sang it a few times at church, and mm-hmm. we're going to sing it a few more times, I think. And it's sang well, yeah. So fun. Yeah, that live recording was so much fun. Yes. Yeah, it was... Uh, Yeah, I I had a little bit too much fun. I could hear it in my voice when I'm I'm working on the tracks now. (laughs) I'm like jumping around a little bit, but it's, uh, yeah, you could feel God's presence was in that room and kind of solidifying and saying, yeah, this, this is the song for this season for our church and so... I used to felt that way
2: to me. It's great, dude. Yeah, I'll get to lead it this weekend. Okay, so at Menlo that'll Park campus. So yeah, it'll be really fun to get yeah. to do. Is your yeah, first time leading I, it? I used to never uh, tell people that I <laughs> that I wrote a song that we introduced. Sure. That way, when it sucked, I could just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. where <laughs> I don't know where I found that. Some bonfire. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some we bonfire. won't we won't do that one again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, but but this one's feeling good, man. Yeah. I'm um, excited to lead it. Good. Oh, that's so fun. Um. So, as as
0: you've been in this process from start to finish, do you have a favorite line or set of lyrics Mm. or something from the song? Uh, Because I feel like when we were there at the creative night, um, I was debriefing with some of, or just kind of not debriefing, like Mm. in a formal sense, but just like, man, wasn't that awesome? And Mm. they're like, yes. And then I'd say like, what did you like about that? And there was, it's interesting to hear the feedback from that because Mm. certain people connected with different parts of the song. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's cool. uh, again, like, as you're saying, like, there's no words wasted or, mm. you know, each, each part, each, each word is in there. It's intentional for a reason. Yeah, and so, as we've been singing this song, do you guys have a favorite part, line?
2: Has it changed? Uh, my, my favorite line has always been, revival ain't just in the past. Mm. Um, what's the line right before it? Um, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No need to keep on looking back. Mm-hmm. Revival ain't just in the past. And again, it just speaks to that. I mean, we've got 150 years at Menlo of God doing a new thing, like God bringing people to Jesus, God leading this church, this group of men and women. And so, um, there's a great reason to look back and celebrate. We just did that like last Mm -hmm. November, we had Menlo 150 where we celebrated God's faithfulness for 150 years, which has been amazing. But I think sometimes if we're not careful, I know I can do this in my own life. I can just look back and, and sort of let my faith ride on past experiences mm. and past memories with God versus trusting God for the new thing He wants to do for today, for tomorrow, for the next year, for the mm-hmm. next season. And so, that's where I'm like, oh, we don't need to, we want to look back and honor the past and celebrate, and yet revival's not just in the past, yeah. it's, a, it's ahead. And so, I just love that line because it gives my eyes on the future.
1: Awesome. It's funny when we recorded the, mm-hmm. the first recording we had was just on the phone, and as we're starting to play it, Josh says, "Just remember, if you're not dead, he's not. God's not done working." And and we were we all looked at him while we were playing. We're like, "Okay, let's go." And it was a great reminder of, of that revival. Yeah, cool. My favorite. It goes in two parts. It's, uh, I like the sim- simplicity of "Right Here, Right Now." Mm-hmm. Just it's hmm. a it's a great reminder in the chorus of we don't necessarily have to wait or think that something major has to happen for us to see breakthrough i think god offers his presence right there right now and i love that reminder and then yeah in this season like like mark was saying my triplets were born hmm. uh, about 2 weeks ago and it's been scary right they came really early 27 weeks and just that bridge more life more healing more faith and just been i've just I've been, I've been mumbling that song because I've been working on it for so long, but uh, just that decoration over the lives of even my babies and, mm. and my life and my house. Um, yeah. yeah. Recently. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. It's good.
0: So fun. Yeah. I love more Jesus in this place. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a great line. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're, when you're thinking about and running it through the context of, you're not only writing this for yourself, but for people, yeah. for a church, for a place mm-hmm. to have more Jesus in the Bay Area. Mm, yeah. It'd be really cool. What so yeah. was
1: your experience like at the live recording? Dude, I loved it. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I was kind of wearing a couple different hats. Um, I was meeting with some volunteers and it's it's a little bit different when you get to see your volunteers because you get to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. I rarely get to see mine because yeah, they're, they're from online, online or yeah, different campuses or our schedules don't really align. So to see people in person, just a joy so yeah. shout out Susie Susie was there there are a couple other people that were there too that I just love seeing um,
2: I also mm-hmm. loved seeing our film director Jubilee Ooh. oh yeah And like him, killed like, it. he like rose up to another level he like was just it leading was his team we had some yep. amazing volunteer camera mm-hmm. ops mm-hmm. and just seeing him kind of just rise to another level in terms of directing and leading and, mm-hmm. and he really was like the worst his, leader that night his it volunteers was he really was it was, yeah, it was, it was really cool to see it was really cool to yeah, see yeah I feel like these projects can kind of bring out yeah you know, potential in in leaders and volunteers and staff. So, it's cool. Yeah. So, like, as as I was
0: um, helping connect with people, doing the social media thing, but also just observing as someone that can worship but is not gifted in, like, with playing guitar super well or drums or whatever, but, like, being in a room with people that are passionate about what they're doing. Mm. And there are so many of those that were on your teams or volunteers or people that we invited from other churches that are just like, I'm just here to worship. Yeah, Like being in a culture like that is infectious. And Mm. it's part of kind of like what you're saying about um, being in a space where people are rooting each other on or um, all aligned, heading in the same direction. Like it really felt like that night was that. And so, it was cool trying to document that as well as personally trying to sit in there mm. and get some encouragement from that for myself. So, yeah. it was a great night. It's yeah. good, man. Yes. It was, it was a great really picture cool. of
1: you getting after
0: it. Oh, that's yeah. 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 Up, yeah. That's yeah. always fun.
2: Um, <laughs> so, what are your hopes for this song? Mm. Ooh. Man, that word hope, you just said, what are, what are your hopes? Mm-hmm. Our hope for Menlo is to bring hope to mm. everyone mm-hmm. uh, by living out our identity in Christ every day. And so, I truly, I know this is all of our heart is that we want this song to bring hope. Yeah. We want this song to bring hope to Menlo Church, yeah. to people of Menlo okay. and and the Bay and beyond. Uh, but really we're, we're thinking of our church and we're just saying, Lord, let this song be a vehicle of hope. Let it get our eyes on the Lord and, and get our get our hearts encouraged that God can do something new in our lives. Maybe there's an area we feel stuck in. Maybe there's an area we feel discouraged with. And as we sing the song, my hope is that people's eyes are lifted up and they're filled with, you know, um, just faith and hope for the future. So, yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I think giving, I think that's the huge responsibility of being a songwriter is that you're writing words. Obviously, you're not inventing the words or anything, but you're writing words that people, people are going to be singing. And so, I think I love that, kind of what Josh was saying, the hope it brings where, you know, we we've all been in a season where maybe we feel like stuck or we're not moving or we feel like, Hey, God's doing something in his life but not on my in my life, something like that. And to be able to give them a song where that's a declaration. Well, you know what? No, God is doing something new in my life. Um, yeah. And then as a community, looking back and be like, Wait, revival can be here right now. And I think mm. the hope of that, especially here in the Bay area, mean you know, the song the song was written for our churches here in the Bay and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. So where can people
2: find it? We are releasing it this weekend. Okay. Yes. So uh, it'll be on all digital... Th- we're we're going to... When does this podcast go So out?
0: this podcast, <laughs> it should have been
2: released. Okay.
1: Ah, it came out already, perfect. everyone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a
0: celebration, a backstory. Link and so, in the description. If everything Love goes it. to plan, Love I think it. my understanding is that it will be available on all music platforms on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, as this is released... If that's the case, then I'm also going to Play that for us right here at the end of this podcast cool. as well. Yeah,
2: that's great. Very so cool. if you're
0: listening at two x speed, once that hits, unless you want to hear Junior sing like an elf, <laughs> turn that back down to one i I'm really speed. good at it. So, yeah. <laughs> so in case you missed it or haven't listened to it yet, I'll yeah. put it at the end of the podcast. But Ooh, that's awesome. great for you to share it for the for, for there to be links, Spotify, Apple. It's going to be in all the places. Yeah, yeah in all
2: the places,
1: everywhere, everywhere you awesome. find music.
0: Yep. Yeah, as well as a um
2: a music video yeah that will come out okay in about a month from now or so awesome yeah so and we'll uh, that's
1: what we captured yep it's a we'll lot, lot of familiar Thursday. faces from our church yeah it's sweet so
0: fun okay yeah. oh i'm so looking forward to that yeah. well guys thanks so much yeah. is there anything else you'd like to add about the song anything else you'd like to share this would be your time to do it i
1: don't think so dude no, Good song, i Make sure you junior, guys... junior sings on it he sounds great he sounds great <laughs> it was so funny because yeah. it was the week before we were gonna do the live recording yeah. and i text josh i'm like dude you mm-hmm. might have to have a plan good. b he's like why you know, like my wife might be in labor he's like no and so then i, I was like <laughs> I'm actually like, can't, we're fine can't be this soon. <laughs> he's like no dude too fast i'm like yeah they're just saying there might be a chance but i don't think so either and then i text him two hours later i'm like the babies are born. <laughs> they're like, here. He he's says. like, they're I'm here. Like, well, who's here? Yeah, who's here? the babies are. Here. Yeah. Like, oh wow. My so my first like return to work after my babies were born was this night. So oh super special, God. dude. Yeah. Wow. So we had to have like an emergency plan B and all. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. My gosh. We were kind of running around a little bit, but yeah, that's great. Cool. I made it. So you did. Oh, it. We got these shirts.
0: Yes, we have shirts as well that will be part of a giveaway um, right oh, now on social. So if on. you want your chance at one of these awesome shirts that yeah, we had yeah of course
2: from our creative team night you're doing a new thing it's, do- got oh, some the, it's got some yeah. of the lace, yeah. down there uh, see you. Ethan and um, Jubilee helped yep. Rachel design this yep so, so if you'd like to win the, one of the these shirts in our team the yes.
0: well thanks everybody uh, text us if you need anything 650 new thing is out now get it wherever you get music yeah join we'll- our giveaway on socials yeah see you everybody